0: Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO, and now on 106.3 FM.
2: Good morning. Welcome in once again. Miller and Condon on the air with you, taking it up until noon today as we talk the world of sports. Trent Condon, another solo edition today, Ken rounding himself back into form and hopefully have him back. If not tomorrow, certainly he'll be back with us next week. Get that fever broken. He'll be back on the right side of things. As Got the positive news yesterday. Nothing on the COVID side, just battling maybe a little bit of a flu. He took the flu shot again, and uh, he got sick again. But the good news is the virus uh, that has been the conversation since March, not a part for Ken, and uh, he's starting to feel hopefully a little bit better. If not tomorrow, he'll be back with us next week, but a busy show again. Here on a Thursday for you, we're going to kick things off on the BMW of Des Moines guest list at 1025 with John Bonacamp from Hawkeye Nation. We'll talk with John A lot of football getting ready for the Penn State matchup and plenty of basketball, too. A longtime AP voter in the top 25. Guy knows his college hoops incredibly well. We'll talk a lot of Hawkeyes, the preseason pub, a schedule finally out in the Big Ten. That was released yesterday. We'll talk about that with him and more on Iowa. Also talk a little bit about the in-state schools as well, as John keeps a close eye on things. Also has a blog on college basketball here in the state. So we'll do that at 1025 with John Bonencamp. Then towards the end of the hour, about 1050 or so, it'll be Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. His weekly picks as he brings us four or five games usually every single week. How about this? Last week, if you tailed Lee Sterling, you didn't lose a bet. Undefeated free picks last week from Lee. He's had a great season. He continues to pile up winner after winner, week after week. And he'll do it again for us. Look to do that at about 1050. Want to be by your radio at that time. Then the 11 o'clock hour will come. Time to get into the NFL. What a fun matchup we get tonight with the Cardinals and the Seahawks. That epic Sunday night game a few weeks back. The DK Metcalf rundown. That will be... I'm sure highlight will be played time in and time out. I, I've already probably seen it here just this week. Every time they bring up this game, I don't know, half a dozen times and maybe a half dozen more getting ready for the game and inside the game tonight. But a fun Thursday night game. It's a rarity. It's not normally what we get on Thursday night football, but excited to have that. Even if it's not teams of local, regional interest here, Cardinals going to Seattle. Three is currently the line. Seahawks favored by three. Russell Wilson coming off just a bad performance last week and a guy that has put up ridiculous numbers trying to do a little bit of everything with that Seahawks defense as bad as it is. And, of course, a guy that's getting more and more MVP buzz on the other side with Murray and uh, didn't throw the ball incredibly well. He had the Hail Mary to DeAndre Hopkins to win it. It was more with his legs in the victory against Buffalo. The comeback win last week. Short turnaround. And the road trip for the Cardinals. Got to pick for that one. Feel pretty good about this one. I'll bring that to you here at the end of the program. Frank Schwab will be here to talk about that and a whole lot more in the NFL. We'll deep dive it with Frank at about 11.05. Also, Frank, he is a Wisconsin grad. And we'll talk about the Wisconsin-Northwestern matchup with him in the Big Ten. Then 11.25, Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star. So much to talk about with Blair from Big 12 football. Big 12 Basketball, Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of different things to get into with Blair. And again, he'll join us at about eleven twenty-five. That's the BMW Des Moines guest list here for today. At the top, I mentioned it's something that I had been wondering, I'd been concerned about, and I just wasn't sure what we're being sold was reality. And it has to do with college basketball and specifically the Big Ten. I was of the belief. The Big Ten was going to come out and be one of the first and the first major conference to go conference games only. To say, you know what? With so many teams, is difficult enough in college football. And there's 125 plus teams. But in college basketball, now with over 350 college basketball teams and programs coming from universities and colleges that obviously do not have the same kind of money invested availability, in terms of testing. With that happening, that the Big Ten, as we saw in football, they were going to make a decision, and they were going to go conference only. I was hopeful that wouldn't be the case, not just for our in-state game with Iowa State, though we still await when that game's actually going to be scheduled. Yesterday, they put out the full schedule release in TBD for the Cy-Hawk game. But of course, Iowa has the ACC Big Ten Challenge matchup with North Carolina. Carolina coming into Carver. Don't see that very often. A Carolina team that was bad last year with Cole Anthony and company, but maybe it's the Carolina name. People think is going to be they're going to be much better this season. At the very least, a top 20-25 type of team this season. And then, of course, the big one. On championship Saturday, December 19th, Gonzaga in Sioux Falls, preseason number one by a lot of people, the Zags. But I thought those games. Run life support, and they still very might could be. If we get through the first week of the season, which starts now less than a week away next Wednesday, day before Thanksgiving, is when college basketball will start on the 25th. And if we get a week in, it wouldn't shock me to see cancellations all over the place. That's going to happen. I mean just just be prepared. You think college football is bad when they have a week between games? Now think the teams playing two, three, sometimes four times in a week and then quarantine, and the contract tracing, and everything that goes on. In fact, I read a story last night about Georgia Tech. Josh Passner, who has been a vagabond, spent some questions about him, but at Memphis for a long time, started his career at Arizona as a student assistant, worked his way up, now at Georgia Tech. And their team is not practicing together this season. It is all individual workouts. Because they don't want their team, if somebody tests positive, to be completely knocked out. Is it crazy? Yeah. Basketball. In football, you have to have continuity. Got to practice together. Baseball, more of an individual sport. Golf, tennis, those are individual sports. But in basketball, the cohesion that you need, the understanding. If you've played any level of basketball, if you're a crappy North Iowa conference guy like me, you played in the CIML, you played college hoops, whatever it is, or if you just played pickup ball. You know, there's something about being on the floor and understanding the tendencies of your teammates and knowing where they're going to be and that understanding. And to not have that, the Georgia Tech team that I kind of like coming into the season, I liked the pieces that they had in the ACC, and I thought, eh, maybe this is a team that can make a couple of rungs up. Not practice together. Absolutely crazy. Back to the conversation at hand. The Big Ten and the release. So what does this mean? We get the single plays, we get the double plays. For Iowa, these are the teams that they will be playing once this year. Purdue, in fact, the first game of the Big Ten. How about that? Iowa will see Purdue December 22nd and then won't see them again the rest of the regular season. Might see them in the Big Ten tournament. Possibly the NCAA tournament, but will not see them again. And they'll play them in December. Other single plays for the Hawkeyes that they have. Maryland, Maryland team lost a ton of talent from last year's team. I think it's going to be a pretty major step back for them. Jalen Smith, certainly the headliner that moves away. Nebraska, eh, that stinks. like to see the Cornhuskers twice. Michigan, you won't see them until the second-to-last game of the year as they'll go on the road to Ann Arbor for that one. But the big one, Illinois. Now, we were so, so enthralled with those Iowa-Illinois games last year. Connor McCaffrey getting in the face of the Illini player. The handshake line or the non-handshake line at the end of the game. It was high-level, fun college basketball. Two games that came down to the wire. Guys making plays. Chippiness. It's what you want. If you're a fan of sport, not a fan of the Hawkeyes, not a fan of the Illini, if you're a fan of sport, you wanted to see that game twice. And the Big Ten didn't give it to us. I no, no. Yeah, it's a computer algorithm. They put it in there, and this is what it spits out. But come on. Flex a little muscle here. Help us out. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. Can't you throw us Iowa-Illinois twice? Let's go. We'll just get it one time this season, at least in the regular season. Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament. We will see on that. But just enjoyed those games so very much. Iowa overall, your single plays. Get some bottom teams there. Get some teams that are not anticipated are going to be very good. It's a tough schedule. It's an incredibly difficult schedule. Pretty much any Big Ten schedule that the computer spits out is going to be difficult. You have four preseason, top 12 teams across the board. Then that next tier with the Indianas, I like. Ohio State, I like. After you get past Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Michigan, Rutgers, probably going to be a tournament team again this season. It's going to spit out something pretty difficult this year. Illinois, on the other hand, now your favorite in my mind. Your favorite to win the regular season title. And you can bet on this at DraftKings. Yes, you can bet on basically anything. Iowa's still the top pick in terms of Betting choice. That's where the Hawkeyes are. But Illinois, their single plays, of course Iowa, just the one time. Rutgers, tournament team, Michigan State, part of that top four. Michigan, good. Purdue, good. And Maryland, good. So Illinois couldn't have opportunity to play the Nebraskas, the Northwesterns, the Minnesotas of the world two times. Chance to build up that resume. Illinois, it's my pick now to win the regular season. Sorry, Hawkeye fans. Schedule plays a part of it. And the Illini got the edge in this one. Plus, the one game that Iowa and Illinois play, it's in Champaign. Kind of a house of horrors for the Hawkeyes throughout the years. That's what we have in the Big Ten. More of that with John Bonencamp coming up here at about 1025. You and I, in the crossover classic. Now, this was the battle for Atlantis. Then they said, well, going down to the Caribbean, probably not the best idea, so it got moved to South Dakota. South Dakota, one of the highest states, along with Iowa and North Dakota, in terms of positive cases at this time, per capita, and teams have continued to pull out. The first team to pull out was Duke. They were the headliner of the event, when it was scheduled to be the battle for Atlantis. They pulled out, but still a nice field, and we saw more and more. And more teams continue to drop out. Texas A&M was the latest yesterday that dropped out. They're replaced by you and I. Now this is a great thing for you and I because this is not the field that we originally saw. But first of all, they opened with West Virginia. They had West Virginia beat last year. Had them beat. Let them off the hook. Going Denny Green. Let them off the hook. They were who we thought they were. But this the West Virginia team, I think, is going to be excellent. Great defensively. Huggy's got an excellent group. If they can shoot the ball this year, West Virginia is going to be a factor to win the Big 12. That's how good I think that group is. Shooting the ball, though, pretty big part of basketball. Goes without saying. But you get that opportunity. On the other teams in the event, second round, win or lose, it'll either be Memphis or St. Mary's. Win, they'll play the winner of that game. Lose, they'll play the loser of that game. And then the other side of the bracket Includes Creighton, preseason top 20, South Dakota State, excellent mid-major, Utah State, excellent mid-major, and Wichita, who has their own set of issues with the, the resignation of Greg Marshall. Here's nearly $8 million to go away. Not bad work if you can get it. But a great event, and this is what you and I needs to build up that resume. We don't know what's going to happen, and as we saw last year, come the MVC Tournament. Panthers went down there, absolutely club Drake at the NAP Center. But he'd come back in one bad afternoon, and just like that, it's over. You have to be able to build enough. And with the limited time that you have to put together a schedule, that's what's going to happen. That was a big get for you and I. It's a bus trip. It's going to be inexpensive. They're not going to have to go, as some of these events have gone to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, a casino. They've gone to Asheville, North Carolina. Those places you'd have to fly. Not the case here. Get on the bus, get to the Pentagon, which is a great venue, limited seating. I did see the U and I release. Also, does have some ticket information for Panther fans want to go up there. That's where I will be playing that game with Gonzaga. They played Colorado there a couple of years back. Great venue, but great news for U and I to get that on the schedule and give them a chance. With five coming back, of course, AJ Green after testing the NBA waters, Trey Burhau. One of the best shooters in the MVC. It's got a chance to be a really good team again for Coach Jacobson. But you need to build a resume to get there. The Missouri Valley Conference is not what it was a decade ago, 15 years ago. It's not just because of the defections of Creighton and Wichita, but it's just the depth that you see across the board. And also those bottom-rung teams really brought the conference down here recently too. And that's been another piece of it. Great news there. Looking forward to that. Those games will be televised next week. It'll get started on Wednesday. I think one o'clock it was for the West Virginia U and I game. So you're ducking out of work early, maybe taking a half day on Wednesday. We'll get you ready for that one uh, six days from now. Iowa, that three o'clock game, their opener against North Carolina Central. Then they'll play Friday, Black Friday against Southern in their MTV multi-team event as those two teams will be coming to town December 8th, the Carolina game. And then we wait. When are they going to put the Iowa State matchup? When will we get Cyhawk? Hawk? The good news is, yes, we will get it, at least on paper right now. That's what we're going to have. Thursday night football tonight. College football as well, though the college slate. Boy, you remember when Thursday night college football was such a big thing? And I know the NBA, they flex their muscling. They can do some different things. But I think an intriguing one this evening in the American Athletic Conference, Tulsa, who got down big against SMU, is one of the winners I handed out to you last week were the Golden Hurricane. Bring in Tulane. And Tulane last week got the win against Army. Had the interception. Actually, a fumble return against Army. If you saw that play on a kick return, they're trying to set up something goofy. The throw across the field got grabbed and taken back in 4-6. Pretty decent Tulane team. They do some funky things. Should be a fun one. College football tonight, along with the good NFL, like that. Iowa State, Kansas State. I've been talking to some people this week. And talking to some of my gambling friends. This isn't anything with history. But it's the number. As this number continues to trickle up. Iowa State now, across the board. Let's take a look at the Vegas numbers for Farmageddon. Coming your way on Saturday. So I look in Vegas right now, and looking across the board, there it is. All right, it's settled back down. Now, there's a 12.5 out there, but we're seeing 11, 10 and a half, so it's come back. So yesterday evening, early evening, late afternoon, I made a call to one of my favorite degenerates. And he said at this game, COVID has made handicapping as difficult as it's ever been, and it's never an easy thing. Remember, just to break even— You have to hit better than even. You have to hit 52.4% with the juice when you're laying minus 110 just to get your money back. And professional gamblers, folks, they don't hit 60, 70, 80%. They just don't do that over the course of a year. What they're trying to do, though, is able to scratch out enough. This guy's sharp. He said something's wrong with this line. This line, when you power rank it, when he put together what these teams have done this year, should be closer to a touchdown. Kansas State has not looked good recently. That's a part of it. But when you encompass all the numbers, that's where his numbers have it. So what is he missing? I think it has something to do with what Chris Kleiman's talked about and has been bandied about. And it's the concerns about the number of guys that are infected or possibly could be out for Kansas State. There was talk earlier this week, this game still might not be played. And how devastating would that be? For Iowa State, it just looks like the right side here. Just looks like a lot better team than Kansas State. Certainly the way that they're playing coming into this game. You have the history. Cyclope fans have talked to you. This game annoys you more than any other. Just the number of times that you've lost in incredible fashion. In a season where not only does it look like you're going to beat Kansas State, but you're going to put a whooping on them you can really throttle this team and for that to be going on. So I think that has something to do, though, with that number. Good to see it settle back down, but just something to keep your eye on. Right now, I'm on the clone side. I'll lay the points, and I know. History says that is an idiotic thing to do. That's dumb. Don't do that. I look at what I've seen. What I've seen, Iowa State in a season where Brock Purdy hasn't played his best, the wide receiver group has not been at a high level, you have Brees Hall. You have an offensive line that has come together and an excellent defense. How's Kansas State going to score? How's Kansas State going to put points on the board? You see that offense recently. It's not good. How are they going to put points up against Iowa State? We'll see. We'll see on that. we got more Big 12 talk coming up here at 1125. Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star. He will join us, and we'll talk more about that matchup and more in the Big 12. But coming up next, we're talking Hawkeyes and Big 10, college basketball as a whole with John Camp. He was an AP Top 25 voter for a number of years. He'll join us. We'll get Hawkeye Penn State talk, hoops, and more. Before that, though, let's try to give away $1,000. I beg you guys. Yesterday, come on, help me out. Help me out. How great would it be when Ken comes back? I say, you know what? When you were gone, when you were sick, I got you a winner. I got a winner for our show. Oh, it would just bother him to no end. Let's do it right now. All you have to do, get out your phone, your chance for $1,000, and text the keyword LOVE to 200-200. That's LOVE to 200-200. It's your chance to win. Thousand dollars.
0: You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest.
2: All right, we're talking Hawkeyes next. Big Ten and college basketball. John Bonekamp will join us here in a couple of minutes. Then, Lee Sterling with his pack of games this week. He's got five of them. Undefeated picks last week. He handed them out for free. He'll do the same at 10.50. It's Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106. <laughs> Continues, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Trent Cotten with you solo here today. Ken back, if not tomorrow, he'll be back with us early next week, trying to break through that fever and feeling better for our guy, Ken Miller. Right now, another one of our guys, he's John Camp and he joins us here on a Thursday, Nation.com. He's got his college hoops blog for the Big Four in the state of Iowa, and he joins us on a Thursday. John Wise Owl, what's
0: up? Not much. How
2: you doing? I'm doing well. I'm uh, staying busy. It's that time of year. Heading to the Dome tomorrow for the championship game, Class 4A. We got a couple of locals involved. The high school realm, John, when you were with the newspaper, you did a lot there. Mm-hmm. Do Do you miss it? Do you miss the, the beat getting to know the different guys that you, of course, get throughout the course of the year and, and telling
0: those stories? Well, you know, yeah, and actually, this this fall, I was working. Uh, a former uh, part timer on my staff has his own uh, news site down here, that covers Fort Madison, which is my hometown. Mm-hmm. And he and he's like, "Can you do some high school games for me?" I was like, "Yeah." So I did some baseball oh, last nice. summer, which was the first events I'd covered since the end of college basketball. And so I did some volleyball for him this summer. This this fall and did some football, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, I it was I, you know, I um, the Holy Trinity was, was one of the top teams in the state down here, and, and they were fun to cover. And, uh, you know, I got to go back to my alma mater to cover some games. It was kind of fun. It, 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 I'm glad that, that these kids are able to play. I'm glad that, I mean, we finished the summer season. We're now getting ready to finish the fall season. And, and I, I, I think that's really good for the kids. I think it's, you know, with with few problems, I guess is the best way to put it. And, and I think that's really good for the kids, and I think it's really good for, for the schools to have that opportunity to play.
2: It, it is. And as you look at what's happening right now here in central Iowa, the CIML looks like they're basically going to shut down, at least uh, in our area, until mm-hmm. January, until kids get back from winter break. It's tough. There, There isn't a right answer. And as we're going through this and we're, fingers crossed, waiting for a vaccine and everything that can happen there, these still kids want to play and I just think I was a terrible athlete. I no shocker. No, I'm <laughs> five foot seven. I, I could do it in a one A and two A conference. I, I wouldn't be able to right. play, you know, here in central Iowa. But to have that taken away, you know, for, for you not to get your opportunity to you think back to the spring season and those track mm-hmm. athletes and the golf athletes in the smaller classes and, and just to not be able to finish it out, even if you're not going on it. And for so many of these kids, they're not going on. They're not going to play college sports anywhere. Right. It's going to be it. Just to give them some semblance of closure in a year where they haven't had a whole lot of closure. Let's hope the same thing happens here for winter, but wrestling is an incredibly scary proposition to think about how that's gonna go. Basketball indoors, of course, what's happening there, swimming on the boys' side. It's rough. Mm-hmm. Any feel for the kids?
0: Yeah, I you know, and and, and I, I I do appreciate the the ones that the schools that there are they are going to and I saw this a lot during volleyball this year, that they limited attendance. Mm-hmm and and i think you know for the schools right down now down here that are still in session and you know if they are going to play it's going to be that you know two tickets per player and you know everybody's going to have to wear a mask every every match i covered this year you had to wear a mask now for football i wore my mask because i walked the sidelines and i'm like Mm -hmm. well if i'm going to be right you know walking through the kids i don't want to be you know and um you know, I I was surprised at how well it went, and I knew there was going to be some problems in the winter, and, it, and, you know, it's like I was trying to track down some coaches to do some previews on them, and they're like, yeah, we haven't even practiced, <laughs> you know, because they stay shut down school, you know, and a lot of them are going to, down here, are going to try to get back after Thanksgiving, and so there may actually be some games down here in December, but... Um, it's still kind of a questionable proposition at this point. But there's been schools down here that have kids transferred from Illinois.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, we're
0: right along the river. And there were some kids that transferred volleyball players that transferred. In fact, Notre Dame's team that won the state title um, had a couple of girls or had three girls from Illinois that transferred because they knew they may not get to play this year. And so I'm waiting to see what happens for basketball, if maybe there's more – People come across the river. So, you know, you never know what's going to happen. But again, I'm glad that, that we've gotten these seasons in for these kids because I think it means a lot to them to have that opportunity.
2: Well, we're already halfway through the season for Iowa football, which is yep. baffling to think about. It feels like it just got started because it did, but it's halfway over. And uh, game number five, Penn State, one on paper coming into the year. Oh, you put that one down for an L. Now it's 0 4 Penn State. Still talented right. and. That's what Kirk he continued to hammer that point. I don't see how I will look at Penn State this week from the things that Kirk said certainly in his press conference earlier in the week
0: yeah, I mean he knows how tough it is to go in there and play and he knows he knows how talented they are and again that you know going in there and playing yeah that gets taken away a little bit because there aren't going to be any fans, but you know I mean there's still there's still a lot of talent on that Penn State team, and you know for Iowa he's, They've got a lot of momentum right now, and I felt last week, and I and, and I felt it last week more than I did the week before against Michigan because you can start to feel like they're in a rhythm now. You know that that they've gotten, you know, they've they've kind of gotten some of the wrinkles out, and you know they're starting to look they're starting to look like an Iowa football team again. And I mean, I mean, there's still some issues, obviously. I mean, Spencer Petras still growing into his job, uh, you know, some other things here and there. But for the most part, this team really looks a lot better now in game four than they did in game one. So um, I think that's a good sign, but yeah, this is clearly a game that they could get. And it was a game at the beginning of the year. You didn't think they were going to get
2: credit to Scott Docterman from the athletic. He had a, a good article yesterday talking about sophomore quarterbacks in the uneven history in the 20 plus years of Kirk Ferentz at the helm, six different ones. You've seen different numbers and different things. Now, One part and a caveat you have to put in there is there was no non-conference for Spencer Petrus. It was against Purdue, eh, not a great defensive team. Northwestern certainly is, but there's no Northern Illinois. There's no Tennessee Chattanooga. To pad those stats, get you a little bit more comfortable, it was all systems go. My concern with Petrus, though, is still the completion numbers. And we've seen quarterbacks of the past that that is a number that is very difficult to see a huge increase. He's hovering just over 50%. My question for you is, John, Kirk is very patient, and we can argue how well he's handled quarterback controversy going back to Christensen, into Stanzi, Rudock, and Beathard. We can have those conversations. But for the here and now, is there a short leash? Is there a leash at all? I mean, how much rope... Spencer Petrus has before he would be pulled in a game.
0: I, you know, I mean, if he would have one of these really bad games where he's like two of fifteen or something like mm-hmm. that, yeah, I could see. But um, I, I think right now, and I and I and, I, and, we, and he has brought this up many times. He's he mentioned that though non-conference schedule. He also didn't have a spring practice. And he had a really distorted summer workout than they usually would have had. So he's a little bit behind in in in. in Spencer Petras is in the the learning curve and all that. But I think you saw this last week. I mean, Alex Padilla came in a little bit earlier than 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 usual yeah. than you would in a game. I mean, it was still. I mean, it was twenty eight nothing at that point. And it's like, yeah, they're not going to come back and win, but they could still come back and make it interesting. But he got him in there a little bit earlier. So I think he's, I think he's still trying to see what he has in, in, in these two quarterbacks. And, you know, in Spencer Peters' case, I think he, he does a really good job of leading this offense. I mean, and, and we've heard the players talk about it. To me, it's like, and, and I had friends text me and send me messages of this. They're like, he needs a change up. You know, he needs a breaking ball. He throws <laughs> way too many fastballs. You know, he's that, he's that. You know that guy that that, that throws ninety eight miles an hour on every on every pitch, and he's got to develop some touch, I think. And he's got you know because a lot of those when you think about a lot of those incompletions he's had in these first four games have bounced off guys' hands, and to me that's saying he's putting way too much heat on that ball for where where he's trying to get it to. So again, that's a learning curve. I think that's thing that's the thing he's got. But I think this season is just going to be about, Okay, let's see what we've got. Let's go, into the, you know, let's go into the summer, let, you know, let's go into the spring, and, and I don't want to say start over, but it's like now let's kind of see where everybody's at you know, with, a, with a normal year and a normal schedule. So I, like I said, I think maybe we do see a little bit more Valley City at some point, and maybe we see Deuce Hogan at some point. But right now, I, I mean, Petrus is a starter, and I think that's the way it's going to be probably through the season.
2: Running game is going well. The defense is playing back at elite levels. And Van Valkenburg, what a story. A guy that graduates early from a small school uh, up in the upper Rust Belt. I mm-hmm. want to try to play Big Ten football. He comes, plays a little spot duty last season. Of course, not going to play a ton with what they had with Golson on one side and Epenesa on the other. But has found a role here. He played incredibly well Friday night against Minnesota. He's not a guy that is a speed rusher off the edge here, prototypical guy that's going to pile up you know, 12, 15 sacks in the course of a regular college season, but what a story for a young man that is playing at a really high level right now.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and, and quietly. I mean, it's it's funny because it's like, I mean, you know, there were a lot of questions about him after last Thursday, after last Friday's game, and... You, you, it took me kind of a minute to kind of rewind the game in my mind, and I was like, "Yeah, he did actually have a pretty good game." But I mean, he just kind of goes about his business, and there's not a lot that everybody knows about him. And, and again, there's other guys on that line that have made big plays, and yet he's been consistently doing it from game one. And so I think I think it's a, it's a great find for them, and I and I think he's made the most of this opportunity.
2: So uh, let's get into a little basketball here. John Bonicamp joining us. You can find his college basketball writing, iowacollegehoops.com, as he talks about Big Four basketball. And what a start. We'll get into Iowa and the Big Ten schedule release. But mention this at the top. You and I making the decision. It looked like they were going to go to an MTV MTE in Lincoln and then got the call for the former battle for Atlantis. Now it's mm-hmm. – what, what are they calling this thing in South Dakota? Regardless – they're uh, they're going to be there a chance against west virginia had them last year let them off the hook they get a couple of good opponents out of this one certainly makes sense on surface for you and i
0: yeah it does and i mean and and you know and, and the one thing i appreciate yesterday was Ben jacob was we i didn't like this i didn't like doing this but you know there were some questions about the event in, in nebraska cuz a lot of, i mean there were so many teams coming in and out of that thing you know from where it was and all of a sudden, they got you know they got the call. Hey, you know we can give you. Basically, I think they're if I if I remember this right, they're getting an extra game. They're getting three games in South Dakota, which they would have, I think they've only gotten two in Nebraska. So that takes another game off. <clears throat> excuse me, another non conference game on schedule. But it's also a better field. And I think there were there were just some things like, look, we want to get to the NCAA tournament. We want to you know we are having you know this is this is one of those years that we have to do this. And he made the decision to do this. And, and it, I mean, the Nebraska thing's still going to go on. They're still going to have the teams there, but it's a, it's a better field for them. It's a better opportunity for them. And you, I mean, you're going to be on national TV. You're going to have, you know, so it's a better, I mean, it was a better option for them. And it comes about, you know, a week before you're supposed to play. So, um, you know, he, like he said, I didn't, he goes, I didn't like to do it, but you know, we kind of had to do it. So. You and
2: I, the favorite Loyola, are they the second choice in your mind in the MVC this year?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, 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 excuse me, I think so. But I mean, I, again, I think it's, it's, it's a better league. And I think they kind of showed that last year. And I think they've got a lot of those guys back within the league. A lot of those teams do. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting conference race this year, but I mean, I I think you and I is just so good. I mean, they've got that, that, that core four, of players and, and, and again, they're deep and, um, you're going to see a lot of guys and this is going to be, you know, in one of those years where I think it's going to be all hands on deck, um, they've got a lot of hands for, you know, to play. And so, um, I think it's, it's I think they're, I think right now they're, they're the, they're the clear favorite in my mind. In MD.
2: Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I mean, I was looking at, uh, yesterday as I was taking a deeper look at the Panther schedule, Crowtway back for his senior year at Loyola, of course, what you and I has with now juniors and AJ Green and Austin Fife and Freeman Liberty for Valpo, he was a really good player last year. That class that is now juniors that is becoming upperclassmen, the sophomore class in the MVC was really good. So I think we have an opportunity here for the next two years, really, to have really, really good. And Lee and Robbins would have stayed around at Drake. I mean, how good that yeah. would have been for for the Bulldogs.
0: Yeah, I mean they would have been in you know I mean they would have been in that mix of being mm-hmm. in that. You know, three three four range somewhere around there, and I mean, yeah, that 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 hurt them a, quite a bit, I think. But again, I think there's still a lot of talent there, yeah. and and I and I mean, you can see that the league has kind of now really kind of responded. You know, after losing Creighton a few years ago and losing Wichita State, and and for a while there, it was just you know it was it was a league that just felt like it was rebuilding, and now it's 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 a it's a pretty pretty good league from top to bottom and i mean i think there's there's a lot of talent there and it's it's always a great once you get in conference play it's always great fun to watch some of this game let's jump
2: into i win their schedule as the big 10 finally got around to releasing their schedule <laughs> for the year uh double play single plays out for the season illinois one of the teams buying at the top at the top but we only get that game once. That that was I think my biggest takeaway. Those two games yep. last year were so enjoyable to only get it once. I know it's a computer algorithm and it just spits out here's the schedule, but I mean come on, put a little caveat in there. Add a little something to the spread, spreadsheet saying absolutely Iowa and Illinois have to play twice.
0: Yeah, you would like to see them develop that schedule to where these teams that are close and I don't want and I mean I don't want it to be a divisional setup like football but I sure. think it should be kind of considered. Those seven teams in that West Division, those 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 other six teams, you should play them twice because a they're closer, and and you know, and and it kind of saves you a little bit of travel. But it, but I, I think it just makes things better. I mean, you should Iowa should always play Illinois twice. Iowa should always play Wisconsin twice. You know, mm-hmm. um, always play Minnesota twice. And so, I, I mean, I think there's some things that need to be built in. But but I mean, when you look at when you look at the Big Ten this year, I mean, this, Iowa's got a lot of double plays against ranked teams, mm-hmm. that, that, that that's a tough schedule.
2: It is. Uh, single plays for the Hawks, Purdue, Maryland, Nebraska, Michigan, and Illinois. And how about that? Purdue, they'll play first game of the Big Ten, won't see him again. Michigan, they won't see until the second-to-last game. And that la- lasts late for Iowa. Boy, coming down the stretch run, we know the narrative. Uh, I talk about it here on the show all the time. The Fran fade come February. But the way they finish up with four of their last six on the road, including Michigan State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Michigan, your two home games are Penn State and Wisconsin in there. Pick up those wins early, because the last slate is going to be difficult. Yeah, and I mean, I mean,
0: this is this is a team that's built for really good run. And, um, I mean, when, when you look at, at, at the experience they have, you know, I mean, you're talking about you know, and I figured this out over the summer that, I mean, there's, there's more than 11,000 minutes of game time <laughs> for those eight returning players. And that's, that's a lot of experience. And in what's going to be a weird year in, in terms of, you know, no crowds and um, you know, and in games getting canceled at the last minute and all that, I think you're going to need an experienced team to get through. And I, I think this team is, I think this team is really loaded at this point. And I, and I think that, yeah, I mean, they're going to run into some teams at the end of the year, but I mean, I think they're built to make a run in in February and into March. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens, but I, I'm just glad to have a schedule, you know? Yes. Um, I mean, it was like, I mean, we were sitting there yesterday, you know, around 3 o'clock, and you're like, who are they going to play? You know, I mean, you, you kind of knew who the non-conference games were, but, but it's like, who are they going to play? And then all of a sudden, five o'clock. Here's the schedule, and, and again, it, it was just weird. But it's glad, it's good to have that out there. I think
2: so. Si game was listed as TBD. Are you hearing anything for the Iowa Iowa State game possibility when they're going to put that game?
0: My guess is it's going to be it's going to be like a Friday night. I, mean, okay. I think a lot of it has to do with TV right now. Okay. I think I think I, think, I, I mean I think that's what it is. And I think it may be that way for the Western Illinois game, too, which is equally the important.
1: Of mm-hmm. but, um,
0: but, I mean, I think there is probably <laughs> some TV considerations right now that, that they're trying to, to take with those games to see – where they could fit in on a window somewhere. I think that's that may be what they're working toward at this point.
2: Yeah, there's a opening in the schedule right around that time, looking at Friday would be, what, December 11th, I guess, yeah. would be the date for that Friday. And, uh, yeah, let's hope that that's how it turns out. With that, we will let you go, Wise. I'll enjoy it as always. You be well. And are you going to pull the double duty uh, coming up on Black Friday, football, yeah. basketball?
0: Yeah, because I'm going to be covering uh, Iowa home games for the Associated Press. So it's like as soon as the football game's over, I'm going to get in my car and go around the block and pull into that <laughs> other, Traffic's going to be terrible. Oh, right yeah, with yeah. All those fans there. So, um, but it's like, and then I'll go over there and, and cover that game, too. So that's going to be a fun day. I'm looking forward to it.
2: That'd be a good one. Looking forward to it. IowaCollegeHoops.com, where you can find John and a whole lot of other places. Appreciate it, John. Thanks. Have a good one. See ya. Yeah is john Bonacamp joining us here on miller and Condon? quick time out back lee sterling undefeated on his picks last week we'll try to do it again as we take you till noon miller and condon 1460 kx and o hope all right let's get into it back with you miller and condon KXNO thursdays at this time though next week it'll be tuesday with thanksgiving lee sterling stops by with his picks and he helped out in a big way undefeated last week four and oh lee let's do it again what do you say in fact we got five games this week and you got a great deal coming up at the end oh what a time to be alive
1: yeah it is and uh just got to give thanks you know what what we all have unfortunately uh people have had a lot of loss in fact i just uh, lost a cousin of mine that was on zoom uh just ended literally like less than five minutes ago her funeral from covid uh my best friend is is still in the hospital he's going to hopefully get out tomorrow caught covid pneumonia so everyone's got to be vigilant it's it's not a joke and uh you know just want to want to spend time with our families uh, with thanksgiving but maybe do it a little bit smaller
2: no, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and it, it's trending that direction. Well, the games this week after going four and no, you got five of them for us this week. Four in college, one in the NFL. Let's start. Well, uh, let's hope. Let's hope. Trent <laughs> none of them
1: get canceled. True. We we only had one cancellation last
2: week. All right. Yeah. And let's hope, and, and that's a conversation yeah. seemingly we have to have every single week. It's battle All for right. Big Ten East supremacy. Ohio State, no surprise against yep. Indiana, but a huge number. I don't know how often we see this with the top-ten matchup and the number at 20-and-a-half, but here we are.
1: So I went back about 20 years, could not find two top-ten teams where you had such a big spread. Uh, we got three, Ohio State, nine, Indiana. But but there's some things that are interesting here. So last year, Ohio State won 51-10. to 10. They won by 41 points two times before that by 23 and 21 points. It's tough to make up 41 points in a year. Uh, To make it to a 2-3 score game, I think, is going to be really tough. People think of Indiana's offense as being good. Well, you remember the good plays so far this year, but they rank 118th, I think, out of 127 teams that have started playing, and 89th in total offense. So, Not as good as you would think, and it's not like they've beaten anyone special. Uh, Ohio State, when they've been up after three quarters, 42-9 versus Rutgers, 31-13 versus Penn State, they kind of coasted. I don't think they're going to coast here. They even went 11-on-11. Did you hear they scrimmaged last Saturday? No. They scrimmaged. Full scrimmage. (laughs) I mean, only at Ohio State here. Uh, They're also 8-2 last 10 games, laying 10 or more points. Uh, between ten and twenty-two points at the horseshoe, I like Ohio State big. Sometimes you got if you you got to lay it if you want to play it. Buckeyes fifty-two, Hoosiers twenty-one.
2: They call it Bedlam. Let's go down to Oklahoma. Okie State on the road, heading to Norman to take on the Sooners. A touchdown, the number in Oklahoma team we saw earlier this year blow the leads against Kansas State and Iowa State, and kind of flying under the radar. What do you see in Bedlam this week?
1: I, well, I think Oklahoma starting to put it together. I mean. Their defense, uh, they tighten that up some. not saying they're great, but they tighten it up. Their offense, 62 points each of the last two games. I think the game has slowed down for Oklahoma quarterback Spencer Rattler. And then on the other side, what's interesting is Oklahoma State, I think they have a better defense than they have an offense right now. So um, their defense playing at a high level, but the offense, I didn't think their offensive line was good. Coming into the season, then they had one of the players tap out due to COVID and another get injured, and it's a real weakness right now. Uh, Only usually one or two of their players even grading out in the top half when you grade out all offensive linemen in the country. So they're going to have a tough time moving out Oklahoma, and you can't just – I think their play calling is also terrible. You know, the new offensive coordinator, Casey Dunn, formerly the wide receiver coach there since 2011, I just don't think he has a real good feel feel for the game here. So – You can't just throw those. They throw eight to ten fade routes a game to, to Wallace. (laughs) Uh, I don't think they're going to be successful against other four- and five-star players. And Chubba Hubbard, it looks like he's not 100% either. Give me Oklahoma here, 42-28.
2: Going to lay it with the Sooners, a couple of big favorites there. Let's go Iowa on the road against Penn State. We have local headlines here, Uh, one of our casinos in the state. This was hovering 7-7.5, Penn State the favorite uh, leading into the season. Now Iowa the favorite at 2.5. What do you see with the Hawkeyes this week?
1: So Hawkeyes are starting to, you know, get it going again. But Penn State, zero four, it's an interesting team. I felt they weren't going to bring it, but I like the fact last week when they were down, they fought back. They could easily be two and two. Mm-hmm. Close losses to Indiana and Nebraska had some special teams and some plays not go their way. They did outstat both of those teams in losses. Tough to win back to back Big Ten games on the road, which Iowa will have to do here. Um, Looks like you know Penn State might be making a change at quarterback. Clifford, I think with their the fact they don't have breakaway backs, having a mobile quarterback is that important. Uh, Spencer Petras, he's a guy completing for for Iowa the quarterback just 53.7 percent of his passes and actually has more interceptions than touchdowns. I think Penn State finally gets on the board and gets a win 31-24
2: You're taking the dog there with Penn State let's go north to Iowa State their favored by 11 against Kansas State historically Kansas State at least recently has dominated this series they've won 10 of the last 11 and 25 of the last 30 Iowa State right now looks like the better side but it's a big number of 11
1: yeah 10 points or less, separate these two teams in eleven of the last twelve games, Jeez. and and nine of the games by seven points or less. The line is still sitting there, at ten and a half, eleven, eleven and a half, anywhere in that range. Uh, I think it's a perfect setup for Kansas State facing a ranked opponent coming in with a two-game losing streak. Kansas State special teams are amazing, and even in games that they lost this year, they for- forced a couple fumbles on punt returns, uh, almost broke. Uh, you know, big returns, kickoff or punt returns, and uh, even w- when they don't block punts, they come so close. So they're going to get some advantage. I feel some way in the special teams here. Uh, Kansas State's 24 and 11 as a dog. Uh, just uh, Chris Kleinman, I mean, look, look, look what he's done. Nine and three as a dog uh, since his time uh, as head coach at, at the Wildcats mm-hmm. here. And Iowa State just one and five against the spread as a home favorite. Iowa State wins the game cyclones do twenty six twenty three, but i'm taking the 11 points too much grabbing
2: the 11 all right running out of time here nfl yeah. chiefs
1: vegas what do you got yeah we're gonna go with the chiefs here okay. um rematch game just think they're too much too many weapons with hill kelsey and uh, edward to um they're not going to get swept uh 42 23
2: 223 23 casey well you got a deal this week so i want to give you time to talk about yeah. that lee three football picks or ufc plays tell them how they can get involved
1: so, you know, if you want to get involved, you can always buy. We have uh, November, two weeks, 147 or nine games combined Saturday and Sunday, $97, and it's an instant download. But how about this? If you've never been with me before, you can call right now. We will email you three free selections this week in the football. So I know if I can go 2-1 or 3-0 oh for you, you're going to want to join me. So if you've never been with us before, just call right now, 800 9741. Give us your email. We'll email you three free selections. 800-400-9741. Or always check out the site, ParamountSports.com.
2: Not anything better than that. Thankful for you, Lee. We'll talk Tuesday.
1: Sounds good. Take care.
2: Lee Sterling with us. 800-400-9741. Three football or UFC plays. Pretty good. 4-0 last week. He's got five for you this week. And those picks. Coming up, Our number two. We kick it off with NFL.